Welcome to Dungeons and Brews, everyone. Brewmasters Mo and Austin shed their noble robes, cast their souls into the hell fires of the damned, drink deep the crimson liquid of the nine hells, and inhale the demonic smokes of the abyss. I'm Mo. And I'm Austin. And today we discuss the beginnings of the ongoing conflict of the Blood War. But as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about the Blood War uh, in this special episode. But first... Hey, Austin, I want to spice this up. Instead okay. of drinking a brew today, let's drink a little bit of a seltzer. Check out what I got you here. Ooh, a no-carbonation seltzer? That's right. It's called a boozy lemonade. Since we are diving into the Nine Hells themselves, why don't we, you know, bring some joy with ourselves here? Uh, I think like joy and the abyss don't really work, but I'm you know in. what? <laughs> we'll find it. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, this pink lemonade version is amazing, my That's friend. Actually, super refreshing. I was not sure how I was going to enjoy it without carbonation, but it it's works. Good. Yeah, it does. It's work. like it's like they just put lemonade into a can, and I said, "Hey, I have a great idea. Let's take it to hell with us." Wait, will we get copyrighted for that? <laughs> uh, probably if you continue more than 15 seconds, I think it is. I think that's so, the ruling. Yeah, I think, I think uh, like Twitch seconds. has uh, similar rulings like that. But uh, anyways, we don't want to get sidetracked here, do we, Austin? Uh, uh, we do not. In this special, like we mentioned in this special episode, there's not going to be any of our ongoing segments. This is going to be uh, on a topic, and we're going to do them on various topics, uh, sometimes voted by the listeners going forward. So you will be able to look on this episode and see a poll place for us to either continue going along with this or for us to start a new topic. And along with that, we are going to have what I'm calling DM one sheets. So I'm going to make basically a little one page document on the overview of the various big things going on. So right now for the blood war, I have one for the devils, which uh, we'll discuss here in a moment and one for the demons. And essentially what you'll be able to do is create your own DM binder based on topics that are color-coded, easy to match. That way you always are caught with information on hand. I really do like that. What you created here is absolutely amazing. Uh, for instance, I think what's really cool about it here is that even just looking at it, you could see each of the layers of the nine hells, and that's just what's great about it. You don't have to be looking back and going, oh man, is my lore right? Or do I have to change things up? So that's pretty cool. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And so without further ado, let's begin with the devils, the nine hells in the first part really of the blood war. So I think I got this one covered. Uh, currently in my campaign, uh, uh, I have the nine hells kind of, kind of at a forefront right now. So when we start diving into the blood war itself, what is it? We've hinted at it in previous episodes before. We've mentioned it here and there. The blood war is an ongoing conflict right now between the devils of the Nine Hells and the demons of the Abyss. Uh, it occurs for all intents and purposes here, and we could start right in the beginning on the first layer of the Nine Hells, which is Avernus. 
Right. And the so the interesting thing about the Blood War in its start is that it's basically always primarily fought on the first level of the Nine Hells of Vernus or the first level of the Abyss. It's kind of only really affecting constantly those two uh, planes, but it does spill over into some others, which we'll discuss, you know, on later iterations of this. But essentially for the Devils, for just a brief overview, for those of you who are a little bit newer to the D&D lore, Devils are what we kind of think of it commonly with the kind of modern understanding of devil. You know, you think of the horns, the tail, probably red, red skin, gray skin, the eyes. Um, anybody who is, you know, played Baldur's Gate, obviously that's, you know, those have great representations, but um, anybody who's uh, Hellboy, you kind of have that very similar aesthetic. That is a devil. Devils are known for being lawful, um, even though they are evil. And, Lawful and, evil is the main key thing to take away from there. And they are very much known for the stereotype of going into contracts. That's their whole thing. They're all, most of the devils are very intelligent. But just so that we can talk about the blood war, the levels of um, the nine hells we're not going to get into, you only need to know that the first one is Avernus and is ruled by Zariel, who is someone I'm sure you'll get into uh, because she is a very interesting. Oh my God. Let me just, again, y'all, fallen angel. I just eat that lore up, Austin. It's, dare I say, scrumdiddlyumptious. It is, honestly, as I was digging into it, I I read a little bit on it. It's, It's, I'll let you as the expert, but it, is fantastic some other things to know for your overview of the blood war is that asmodeus is the one who rules the nine hells he is essentially the devil so whenever you think about who the main sort of ruler is that is him i gotta plug something here austin Mm -hmm. if you ever need a fantastic picture of asmodeus go to the forgotten realms that fandom wiki and holy hell it is by far, it is just Asmodeus sitting on his throne. You can almost see the leg up across and he's just like, oh yeah, I eat it up. By the way, I would like to make a correction. In a previous episode, if you remember Austin, I mentioned that the bottom layer of Aber- uh, of the Nine Hells was this. I was wrong. <laughs> I forget that very easily. <laughs> and that's one thing that's covered on the little one pager there. It has all the layers ranked in order um, so that you can, again, uh, kind of understand it. But as we talk about the Blood War specifically, I know generally that it all happens on Avernus. And I know that um, devils can only die while they're in the Nine Hells. So can you just set the backdrop? on what the devil's kind of thought process is in this world. So what's very interesting about the way that that entire structure works, it's not just the fact that devils can only die. Most creatures across the multiverse, whether it's in the abyss, whether it's in uh, the nine hells, whether it's, I don't know, mechanica, most of them are so closely aligned to their plane that killing them on the material plane, for instance, only reforms them back into their original plane of existence. My greatest example of this within the Drizzt series, there is a creature, not going to say what it is, but it is killed on the material plane and it respawns back into the abyss. It is from the abyss. 
it's just, it's a great way in order to incorporate that into your world, into whatever. For instance, I did take a little bit of that, but that is the main premise here. The fact that they are dying, creatures within the nine hells are trying to make it to the abyss because at that point, they just know they're going to respawn right back into the nine hells. And that's kind of why it's an ongoing conflict to this day. It is also something that has set up such a infinite cycle, I would say, where you're dying here, you're being respawned here, you're going back over there. It's it's a great it's a great little lore addition to the story. And it's just, oh my God, I love the nine hells. I love D D. Do not get me wrong. I love the nine hells. <laughs> And so along with the uh, ability to respawn, I know that there's uh, a kind of a constant flux of souls into the Nine Hells. And that's really what devils are created from, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Correct. They uh, are spawned out of the, I believe, the River Styx. And uh, that's where some of the more creatures come from. Uh, the more uh, the lower end totem poles that are spawned out of the, uh, I call them the totem pole, but out of the to the totem pole of uh, evilness <laughs> when it comes to the Nine Elves, uh, they are almost like flesh amalgamation creatures. I believe they're called Lamias. I believe I'll... Uh, they I'll they are check. in fact called Lemurs. I Lemurs. have them I have them on Excuse the hierarchy me. on our one sheet. So uh, just to kind of yeah. give you guys what Mo is talking about, um, there is a hierarchy in devils and it works kind of off of a promotion system so there is lemurs at the bottom you know imps spine devils they're kind of the lower end and then eventually there are things like pit fiends duke duke duchesses of the various layers of arch devils yeah. as well they're in there but yeah that so it is all based on a very clear it's like the military you have a you actually have a rank based on what kind of devil you are yeah uh those of you that do have the monster manual by the way it's on page 68 so make sure to go check it out uh it's it's a great way for you to set up any type of conflicts you have a creature that dies maybe it was a bone devil it was a, that's about six in the totem pole there but maybe when it respawns back it comes out of the river six as a lemur so <laughs> i call it a lemur but you know it's pretty funny. I imagine just a lemur monkey at this point just coming out going hey <laughs> but with the conflict so i know you you mentioned that you know it's kind of an ongoing conflict because of the resurrection thing but i i do remember reading somewhere that it's almost like this is a side conflict to asmodeus right so asmodeus is is very he's again he's the, the definition of lawful evil right he focuses on you know order and structure and the reason why him and the Abyss obviously don't get along is they're chaotic evil. They're, you're never going to find that. What Asmodeus sees the Blood War as is something more that I like to say that he's very much, it suits his needs. It's his ability to gather strength in his fortress and Nessus, which again is the bottom layer of the Abyss. He sits uh, there. You mean hell? Sure. I, I, I said, I did say. That's going to happen, y'all. It's going to happen, all right? <laughs> <laughs> They're very interesting. But again, you think about it, it's both evil. So your brain right. goes, well, and yeah. also, as you kind of mentioned earlier, uh, we were talking before the podcast, and you mentioned something that I had kind of forgotten. I remember reading it a long time ago about the River Styx in D&D &D lore 
being the actual only permanent connection between the Nine Hells and the Abyss, and the River Styx only runs through those various layers. Specifically the Lower Plains. It's what's so cool. It just goes right through. The River Styx goes through the Lower Plains like none other, and it's just, it'll, oh my god. Again, it's all interconnected, and the way that that entire uh, mythos is crafted is amazing. And, and that's why there's such a big play on souls right Correct. because obviously whoever controls the river sticks at certain points gathers the power from it yeah and what's very interesting especially with the way the nine hells is crafted and the way it's just it's complete myth mythology is that you could almost say it kind of does have a limit in how many creatures could possibly spawn there because they are crafted out of souls of the fallen specifically material plane mortal creatures those that die become tortured it's very much again incorporating that christian christian mythology with into it here so it's very again when you're talking about a multiverse though and from the sound of it an endless multiverse i mean does it really have a limit not really well i mean <laughs> right and a little interesting uh i didn't think i'd have to drop my interesting fact so early in our discussion on this but a little interesting fact and i'm curious to see if uh, brewmaster austin it's you and me you're yeah. we're gonna have to drop that really early you know that um an interesting fact that i found out as i was in the recesses of D, &D youtube um is that dark sun is actually completely cut off from all uh, ulterior planes so they don't even have a connection to the nine hell so i'm wondering if you know as a dm you can make that almost the plot hook for your interest in the blood war is that someone has figured out how to shut planes off from the blood war and then you're just going to let both sides have that oh absolutely like you want to have a plot hook in your D, D campaign how about this throw in the fact that the nine hells and the abyss maybe come together because as we've discussed before on this lovely podcast that would be bad that wouldn't be good at all brewmaster <laughs> austin there is a fairly consistent it's one of the few things that's been consistent through DD lore as it goes from three various editions like 3.54 5e is that if the abyss and the nine hells were ever to stop fighting and decide to just pursue evil for evil they would annihilate the other planes like celestials included bar none yeah. like this isn't even a close contest if if they were just to get their shit together to put it so bluntly here if they were to get their shit together and go you know what lemur i agree with you you're not that bad let's go hang out and mind you i'm gonna eat some half of your flesh the entire time it'd be a great and fantastic feeling but at the same time, they get to the material plane and that's it. This is, this is not a contest. So much so that in some certain sections of the multiverse, it's known as the balance. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it, there are some cults that actually worship the balance because what they stress the most is this must exist. There is a great uh, discussion in some areas of the multiverse that actually multiverse referring to the material plane everyone to wherever it exists on the uh, wherever your world may exist within the material plane and that's any setting but there's some saying that if a village here falls to let's say an abyssal tear or abyssal type of thing about five miles to the south or 10 miles to the east they will let the nine hells take over that a portion because at that point they'll drag it under 
and then that way it equals again zero you want a zero balance this exists in certain planes and certain aspects again not saying that this is how it works in your world or in anyone else's world for that matter kind of maybe doesn't work like that in my world but again it you know varies to who you are right and the interesting thing about the blood war is along that the devil himself so asmodeus has kind of made a very tentative alliance with most of the major pantheons so they're either not involved or actively not actively trying to hamper his like efforts in the nine hells or they're offering like subliminal support here and there and that's a way for you to have a really interesting campaign is you know if you're having your adventurers fight off an abyssal tear right like like mo mentioned where you've got demons pouring into random things you go and you know seal up that tear or whatever and then you're like oh we need to continue to find out the source of these tears and you keep pushing and pushing all the while you know your reports are starting to come in about the devils are advancing into this the devils have established a foothold into the first layer of the abyss or something you can then let it be the big reveal that while you were doing good, you were also doing evil. Doing a lot of evil. I think what's so cool about it, and it almost fits the sin. I'm going to be very specific in my word, in my terminology right there, Brewmaster Austin, but it does, doesn't it? It fits the sin that they feel like they're owed a debt of gratitude. Hey, the rest of you owe me. The rest of you, yeah, say thank you, because without me, you know, this is basically Asmodeus saying it, say, uh, going from there. But he was almost like saying, hey, yeah, yeah, say thank you. Because otherwise, I'm nom, 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 nom to all those souls. Exactly. And so that is why it is such an interesting conflict from a celestial standpoint. But from a devil's standpoint, it's also a great thing for the overall geopolitical landscape of the nine hells so one big thing i kind of want to mention here uh brewmaster austin i know we're kind of uh we want to cover both and sorry guys but again we don't want to just focus on we could literally have an entire podcast series on the nine hells uh important figures within the nine hells i think it's very important to mention i think since we are mentioning the first layer of the abyss let's talk about the biggest one of all and since it exists because of them tiamat tiamat it uh, lives in the first layer of uh of the nine hells Avernus. that's where your chromatic dragons come from and you know all the rest of the history of that your red dragons your blue dragons we'll get into the specific colors of tiamat later but just remember that is the main uh focus there uh brewmaster austin i think there was a couple more here as well uh yeah we had uh i'm going to butcher this pronunciation but Kurt Lumak, the god of kobolds is actually in avernus which i thought was very interesting uh, do you know a little history on Kurt uh, No, I do not. Uh, so uh, they, he's referred to as almost a deity because he, he's from as far as they know, he is like, again, he's the god of the cobalt and things like that. But he's very cool in the essence of that he kind of showed strength and a lot of the cobalt throughout the multiverse worship him based off that, a small little creature. And if you remember the old school 
uh, D and D settings before there. Uh, you know that minus two thing is always pretty nice uh, for a strength score. So <laughs> yeah, and so that that's actually good. I didn't know anything um, about uh, that. I haven't really studied too much on him, so that was cool that you actually knew something about it. Uh, the last one is Maglubiet. Uh, Maglubiet, uh, obviously being the god of goblins, if I my memory serves correctly. That is correct. Um, and basically the only god of the goblins because didn't Maglubiet kill like basically the whole uh history serves me again we're not trying to necessarily dive into the specifics behind right. each deity but yes i'm pretty sure Maglubiet murdered the rest of them because he was like mine right so and I, think there's, I think there's one that still survives and that's the reason that nilbogs exist which we won't get into it's a whole other thing but there's a but Again, those endless but, topics uh, apparently, here, everybody. Apparently, at some point in time, Maglubiet did reside, make a play for the first level of hell, and then is now a part of, you know, the other part of the divine tree, wherever, you know, he scampered off to. But that was like his very brief tenure. But I just thought it was funny that he was there. One of these days, we'll have to come back and discuss all the people who did make a play for a... Uh... For a, le a level of the hell. Let's not forget Moloch. Let's not forget Mogubiet, obviously. There's been a bunch who've come after a lair, and that's the nine hells in an essence, everyone. Let's talk about the next big one. Hey, everyone. It's Brewmaster Mo here coming at you here at the end of the episode. I know. Lucky you guys get to hear my voice again. <laughs> so uh, as you can tell, we had some audio difficulties there a couple times, but we tried our best here to kind of, you know, lighten things up. Uh, just wanted to tell you this was a shorter episode only because we are going to do a two-part special here. So this part one is for the Nine Hells and part two coming at you next week on Labor Day. That's right. We take no days off, but that one will be coming at you for the abyss. So I hope you guys are excited and hope you're Ready for some fun, fun, fun about learning about the darkness of the abyss. It's infinite. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm giving away too much. Anyways, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for being part of the pod and part of the brew.